Hello and welcome to another episode. If you've just come from the last one, the uh, extra thoughts on No Time to Die, then thank you for that. I appreciate it. But here I'm going to talk about the next Bond film, my thoughts on it and what I would like to see. So let's start with the big stuff. Who should direct the next Bond film? Anyone who's been following this for a while will know that Christopher Nolan is my favorite director working right now i love everything he's ever done i'll go into that more detail in another time so nolan has been tempted thinking about doing a bond film for years it's his favorite franchise references to it are all over his filmography and it is definitely only a matter of time until christopher nolan makes a bond film so should he do the next one don't get me wrong I would love that. I would be completely over the moon. But I think the next Bond film should be made by Martin Campbell, who made Goldeneye and Casino Royale. This is for one major reason. Major reason. First of all, Goldeneye and Casino Royale are two of the best Bond films they've ever done. In my opinion, Casino Royale is the best. It's definitely my favourite Bond film. And one of the few Bond films that surpasses being a great Bond film and just becomes a great film, like a classic piece of cinema. I absolutely love Casino Royale. I love and adore it. I'll speak about that more in more detail at another time. But those two films have something in common. Goldeneye was Pierce Brosnan's first and Casino Royale was Daniel Craig's first, meaning Martin Campbell has made the first Bond film of the last two bonds so for me i think he should do the next one which will be the first bond film of the next bond because then he's done the first bond film of the last three and there's a nice little trilogy over about 30 years of him doing the first bond film of those bonds but it's not just this neatness this uh continuation that makes me think he'd be great for it he obviously understands bond quite possibly more than any other director. Nolan has a great understanding of Bond, and I'm sure one day he'll make possibly the best Bond film. Uh, but we've yet to see his understanding of Bond in action. The closest we've really seen to it is Tenet, which has some great Bondy lines like, uh, how would you like to die? Old, fantastic. That's yeah, that's pulled straight out of a Bond film. Um, but Martin Campbell knows how to set up a Bond that has been proven twice over. He knows how to start an actor and how to show you this person is Bond. Twice he's taken what was done before and completely reinvented it, completely rejuvenated it and shown you, look, whatever you think, whatever your prejudices are, Bond is still fresh. He can still be exciting and it can still be a brand new character with brand new things to do and brand new things to say in a different actor's hands. He's the director to do that. He's proven it twice. And I think to see him prove it a third time would be absolutely fantastic. So he's definitely my choice for the director of the next film. So then let's get on to the slightly more important and probably what really is uh, the biggest aspect of a new Bond film. Who will play the next Bond? A lot of names have been thrown around, Idris Elba, Tom Hardy, Henry Cavill. 
all great actors. Problem with a lot of the names that have been thrown around, they are too old. For the next Bond, they're going to be looking for someone to carry it for at least the next 10 years. So all these actors that are being fan-casted, names going around, I just think they're too old for the role. Some of them are closer uh, in age to Daniel Craig, and he's the one who's just left. Um, one of the names thrown around has been Daniel Kaluuya, and do I think Daniel Kaluuya should be Bond? No. Do I think Daniel Kaluuya is an amazing actor and one of the greatest that this country has right now? Yes. So why don't I think he should be Bond? Because I agree with him. There's a quote here, something he said before. He said he wants to play a villain. He thinks that would be fun. He thinks that Bond has already been spoken for. Everybody knows what Bond is. There's not much opportunity to do anything new with it. A villain, you can do whatever you like. I agree with that. I think Daniel Kaluuya would be an amazing Bond villain, not least because he played one of my favourite villains in recent years in a film called Widows. He played this just absolutely heinous man and uh, just a weird concoction of horribleness. And he created a villain who is simultaneously an utter ass, and also incredible to watch. Like, you cannot take your eyes off of this man. He uh, is introduced reading a book. Uh, some two guys come up to him and uh, he's because he's a crime boss in this film his stuff's been taken uh, and these guys were found uh, rapping and they're to blame for what's been taken so he says do your rap so then the two guys they start rapping and he's into it he's up in their faces he's, he's like he's enjoying it it's like yeah this guy seems like he's ready for a good time then bam shoots one and he just stares at the other one for the longest time and then he just says go on run and then shoots him in the back. And then just goes back to reading his book. Yes, give me that in a Bond villain, please. He would be absolutely sensational. So we have a director, we have a villain. Who will be Bond? If not Daniel Kaluuya, who possibly would be the first choice. Who? You've got people like Tom Holland, who himself had an idea for a, a young Bond fresh out of the SAS, which eventually got turned into uh, his Uncharted film. Um, but should it be Tom Holland? No, Tom Holland is too young. You've got the same problem with the other actors in reverse. In about 10 years' time, Tom Holland will make a great Bond. So who should be Bond now? I'm going to stop dancing around the problem, and I'm going to say I think it should be Henry Golding. Henry Golding is pretty much my dream casting for Bond. He has the suaveness. He has the sort of romantic sensibilities, a lot of Pierce Brosnan about him really with the looks and uh, and the suave charmingness because I still maintain uh, as incredible looking as Daniel Craig is, Pierce Brosnan is still the Bond who looks best in a suit for my money. And uh, But Henry Golding, he gives me some sort of Sean Connery vibe. He just, he seems like he gets it in films like uh, crazy rich Asians he's shown his sort of more tender more romantic side and then he's shown a darker side in films like um, uh, The Gentleman and then of course in uh, A Simple Favour he did a bit of both and uh, he, he even gives me uh, Sean Connery Bond type vibes in a film like Last Christmas you know he's uh, he, he just for me he's right for it and there's a quote from him here saying uh he thinks that Bond represents something we've all grown up with, a man of substance, 
these are his words, a man who has stoic properties and is a protector, but has a sensitive side. Now, he gets it. Of all the people I've heard talking about Bond, people say, oh, it's an honor, blah, blah, blah. He's the one who gets it. He there is talking about what Daniel Craig knew about Bond, that Bond needs to be uh, a character played in two parts, a hard, almost horrible exterior that goes to the source material, which he also talks about here, saying you have to do justice to the source material. And uh, But under that, Bond has a real sensitivity, which Daniel Craig spent five films prying at. So is there anything more to be done there? Yes, in the hands of another actor, you could definitely get a lot more out of that side of Bond. And I also think after Daniel Craig, there is no going back. The next Bond has to be an action hero, first and foremost. He has to be hard. He has to be violent, um, almost horrible in some you know, when the script allows, but he also needs to have a sensitivity under that and um, a sort of, I don't know, a, a sort of softness inside. And Henry Golding definitely seems to understand that. He does have some action pedigree with the uh, G.I. Joe film, stuff like that, but that can all be taught. I mentioned in... Uh, the last episode, Atomic Blonde, that was Charlize Theron coming out of nowhere and doing action. Yes, I know she did Mad Max, but those action roles she's had in recent years aren't anything. Like, you tell people in the 90s what Charlize Theron would be doing now, no one would have believed you. You know, take other actors, uh, Scarlett Johansson, even Tom Cruise, the actor who is most known for being in action films, you look at his early career, it's all dramas, there is not a whiff of an action hero about him, so all of that can be taught, and I just think Henry Golding has the main thing needed for a new Bond, he has the right attitude, do you know what I mean, he has a instinct on what should be, and ideas, and he's quite possibly, apart from Daniel Kaluuya, who doesn't want to do it, is quite possibly the only person I've heard talk about the role uh, in the potential of getting it who actually has ideas of their own of what they want to bring to it, which I think is a really good thing that's really needed. Um, so, yeah, we've got a director, we've got a hero, got a villain. What would I do with the rest of the cast? I think keep what we've got. As I said in relation to Wolverine in another episode, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Ben Whishaw is the only person, apart from Desmond Llewellyn, to become synonymous with Q. He really made that his own, and he is Q, as far as I'm concerned. Same as Naomi Harris is Money Penny, And you've got some great actors in the mix as well. You've got Ralph Fiennes, Rory Kinnear. These are great actors, and there's no point throwing them out and starting again. The M has remained the same through different iterations. You look, Judy Dench was with Pierce Brosnan, and then, without a blink of an eye, she's with Daniel Craig, which is a completely different continuity. See, all the Bond films sort of run on the same thing, like uh, Timothy Dalton's Bond films reference things that happened in on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and so forth. Uh, they're all supposed to be the same person, as believable or not as that is, up until Pierce Brosnan. 
And then you get to Daniel Craig, who is definitely an attempt to say, okay, this is a new Bond. None of that previous stuff happened. This Bond is new. And Judy Dench is still in. Why? Because she's perfect. Why replace her? And we're in a situation now where the team of actors surrounding Bond, including new additions like Lasana Lynch, they all work. Why replace them? You know what I mean? Bring in a new Bond and let them mix in different ways and integrate with diff in different ways with that already established team of people. Pretty much, it seems to me, all of the actors are up for it. So why not? We are left now with just the song. And there is a million different artists you could go to, current people, do a leap of people I'm sure would do a great job like that. Beyonce's name was thrown about a few years ago. For my money, I've always said CeeLo Green would do a great Bond song. You listen to Crazy or even Crazy from the Basement, which is a slowed down version that's uh, available on YouTube. It very much has a Bondy vibe. If you see what I mean, he has that kind of voice that suits ballads and rock and is all things, all things Bond. He can do Chris Corbould at the same time as doing Shirley Bassey. He would be absolutely perfect for a Bond film. Do I think he should do it right now? Maybe not, because we've got to imagine there's going to be a few years before the next Bond film. But Sam Ryder is... A hot topic in Britain right now. I don't know if you're listening in Britain or not, but he almost won uh, the Eurovision Song Contest this year. Um, he performed at the Queen's Platinum Jubilee and he uh, actually performed the national anthem of Great Britain, God Save the Queen, at that time uh, at a Formula One uh, race, the uh, Silverstone race earlier in the year. And he actually in that moment, in his sequined, or in his moments, in his uh, sequined Union Jack uh, jumpsuit, he seems to be the voice and maybe the face of Britain right now. So when you're choosing the uh, singer for the British icon is Bond um, the next time round, I think Sam Ryder is a very good bet. And CeeLo Green can do the next one, or whatever. CeeLo Green, at some point, has to do a Bond song. He's just, he's perfect for it. Even other songs uh, that I'm forgetting, like uh, Bright Lights, Bigger City. It's all, it's all very Bondy. But I think Sam Ryder is actually more talented than we're taking him for at the moment. He's got a lot behind his voice, and a lot... I think he could do a lot more than he's done thus far. Uh, thus far. So he would be a great choice for that, I think. And uh, and then I reckon, after the next one, because you can't have Mike Campbell do all of them, he's done his three, do you know what I mean? After the next one, let's get Spielberg in, you know, before he is um, too old. John Williams, Spielberg's longtime composer, who is now 91, I believe. He's either 90 or 91, I think he's 91. And he said, um, no, James Earl Jones is 91, he's 90. And he recently said in an interview that he'd like to do Bond. He feels like it's one of the only things he hasn't yet done. So get Spielberg in while John Williams is still with him. You know, Spielberg has always wanted to do a Bond film. I haven't said that either. He tried in the 70s to make a Bond film. And famously, that's what led to him doing Indiana Jones. When George Lucas said, they won't let you do Bond. I have something better. And he had the brilliant Indiana Jones. 
Um, so yeah, get him in and then get uh, Denis Villeneuve from uh, Blade Runner and, and Dune fame. Uh, he uh, was talked about for uh, a Bond film years ago and um, around the time when Danny Boyle was going to do it. And uh, and I think he'd be an absolutely fantastic pick bringing in, because he is great at action. It's not what he's known for, uh, really, but he, he is great at action and he could also bring something more to it like an undercurrent to the action and make a bond film that feels different a sort of slower burn bond film which don't forget is a lot of what made casino royale so great there's a lot of that film takes place at a poker table and um if that's what you call a table that they play poker at but um yeah he's a it he's a great pick for that sort of slow burn more back to its roots espionage bonds type film and uh, and then after that because we've come you know i'm planning the entire future of bond here we've got a nice little trilogy there then let's get nolan in either with a new actor or keeping henry golding if he's still willing to do it at that point and uh, and let's just have nolan do his own trilogy because i think much like the dark knight trilogy Nolan needs to, when he starts making Bond films, do it for a while. I think Nolan is such a Bond fan and such an incredible director. And he said himself in interviews that he's been thinking about what he'd do with Bond for years, for a lot of his life. So um, when we get him for Bond, we need him in there for a while. So I think when they finally decide to hand over the keys to him, let him have at least three films. You sort of hand Bond over to him to say, look, it's yours now. You know, you do the Bond films for the foreseeable future. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and I think that is when we're going to get some of the greatest Bond films uh, we've ever seen. But I don't quite think Nolan is ready for that yet. Maybe he is. I, I think he's still got some ideas of his own to explore up until that point. And uh and Daniel Craig, uh, his films felt quite Nolan-y anyway, especially Skyfall uh, had quite a nolan feel to it. So um, I think something different could serve them uh, for now. And then when uh, it's all settled in and we've had maybe the next 10 years of Bond, then we'll get Nolan in. Uh, but there's plenty of time for that. Nolan has a long career ahead of him still. And at some point in it, he's going to do Bond. It's almost a certainty. Uh, he loves it too much and they're too interested in him doing it. I don't think it's a coincidence that Nolan films have come out in the same year as the last few Bond films. You know, Skyfall came out in the same year as Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Dark Knight came out in the same year as Quantum Solace. I think if they could have done, they would have had him years ago. And, uh, and I think one day he will do it great. And he's, of course, uh, working with Ludwig Gordson right now uh, instead of Hans Zimmer. Uh, worked with him on Tenet. He's working with him on Oppenheimer. Looks like he might not go back to Hans Zimmer. So um, then you can get Ludwig Gordson doing it. Ludwig Gordson has put a song in every one of his films, usually with some kind of rap artist. Um, you know, he's had... Or he's had Donald Glover, uh, all sorts of people on the uh, Queen, uh, Queen, on the uh, Creed soundtracks. Um, had Eminem, of course, Travis Scott on Tenet, and um, and he's very good at taking an artist and just finding a song that fits a film. And I think to have 
uh, a rap song as the Bond theme because, like I've said, they usually either fit into ballads or rock. Um, that would be very different, and I think it would completely work. There is no reason why uh, a rap song like uh, or in the vein of the plan from Tenet, uh, there's no reason why something like that wouldn't work for Bond, and it would be so refreshing. I think maybe. Uh, we're not ready for that yet, because again, I don't think Bond is broken right now. Nolan said that himself years ago. He said they're getting on fine without him. So, um, so I think we've got a few more years of the current formula uh, that we could enjoy, and then there's going to come a time to change it up a bit. And I think that's when you get Nolan in, because he's going to have his own ideas, and he's going to know exactly what to do. But that's what I think anyway. Um, I definitely the one thing I am very sure, and one day Nolan would do it fantastic. Hans Zimmer should definitely come back and Henry Golding would make a great Bond. He is definitely my pick, my choice. He is my dream Bond. I would be so over the moon if they picked him. So that isn't one thing, that's three things. But that's my thoughts on um, on what we should do or what they should do with the next Bond film. And we'll have to see on the 5th of October if they in any way agree with me. And uh, now, be yeah, I'll be keeping an ear to the ground on that one. This is when it will turn out on the fifth of October that they're just announcing, I don't know, like a book tour or something, you know, after me saying all this. But that's what I think could happen. Now I wanted to get it out there before anything actually gets revealed, and they say, "Oh, Henry Cavill's going to do it" or something like that. But um, the chances of me getting what I want are quite slim because uh, not everybody's going to agree with me. But that's how I feel. And I hope I've in some way explained to you um, why this, why I think this would be a good idea. But I just think Henry, uh, Henry, Henry Cavill, Henry Golding would be absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, he'd be a great pick. But whatever happens, the Bond films have a bright future. After Craig, they are in a much stronger position. Uh, they definitely have to come out strong to prove to people Bond wasn't only good because of Craig. Uh, but they're much better for his time in the role. And I think they'll go on to do great things with what, what is one of my favourite franchises. So, uh, so yeah, I just can't wait to see what they do. And, uh, and thank you for listening to all of this. Uh, I've had a lot of, uh, lot of <laughs> long episodes come out in one day, a lot of my rambling. Um, but I'll be getting down to more soon. And uh, if you enjoy it, please come back for that. Thank you very much. Goodbye.